I'm Judge Faith Jenkins, and this is Divorce Court. All kinds of couples with problems come to me for advice. Can I be in a relationship with someone that I really don't trust? Trust is lost in buckets and gained in drops. Others need a lighter touch. It's only been three years. You've been back together seven hours and 12 minutes. I hope you can make it to dinner. But most people just need some of my tough love. You're problematic on many levels. You know nothing about commitment, monogamy, integrity, and loyalty. Now, join me in divorce court for today's case. What happens when issues are not addressed in your relationship? Little problems become huge problems. The constant fighting has led to resentment for this couple. Can the relationship be saved? That's today's case on Divorce Court. Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Faith Jenkins presiding. Your Honor, as you know, we have a virtual audience and it's filled with your super fans. Today's super fan of the day is Jillian from Staten Island, New York. Jillian, welcome to Divorce Court. We're very happy to have you with us. Your Honor, this is the case of Gaston versus Hughes. Thank you, Juan. <clears throat> Ms. Danielle Gaston? Yes, Your Honor. You've come to Divorce Court and brought Mr. Kevin Hughes. Yes, Your Honor. The two of you have been in a relationship for six years. Yes, Your Honor. You are living together, but you're having a number of issues and you're looking for a way to stop fighting and get a lot of anger out of their relationship to see if you can continue to move forward? Yes, Your, yes, Honor. Your Honor. Okay, I'll get some background from you first, Ms. Gatson. What's been going on? I've been with this man for almost six years, mm -hmm. and in that time, I've gone from feeling like a lover and a girlfriend to more of like a mother. Um, I've not attracted to him in any way, he, and our intimacy has gone to completely nothing. And if it doesn't change, then I have to move on with my life. What do you have to say about what she just said, sir? Your Honor, I'm here because she is miserable all the time. It's almost like living with Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde. She's not affectionate, our intimacy is gone, and we haven't even had sex in eight months. I'm at my wit's end and we need something to happen or it's over. This is only because he is a complete man-child. He can't even follow through with his job properly. All he had to do was get a physical to start this job. Mm -hmm. Waited until the very end, the last day before he was supposed to start his job. So I called, made the appointment, had to bring him to the appointment like a mommy would. And he just, he, he wasn't worried about us not having money to pay our bills. All he's worried about is his video games and going to hang out with his friends. And I'm paying all the bills, he's working. I'm on unemployment. So my funding is very small. Your Honor, that's not true. She wants all of my money as soon as I get back from payroll day, and it's not fair. I want some money for myself. Mm -hmm. I give in half of the bills. Mm -hmm. I work hard. She's on unemployment. I believe we should put it in together. Mm -hmm. I do my best, but she's not happy with that. When you say you do your best, is your best equal to 50% of the bills, which is what the two of you have agreed yes, to pay? Eventually, on his payday, mm -hmm. it will be down to, like, he'll say, I'll give you $50, and next week, I'll give you more. And so my... So he has, he has you on a payment plan, is yes. what you're saying. When do you say this... Uh, because you've been together for six years. You say you are not attracted to him anymore, and he's a man-child. When did all this start? When we first moved in together, um, like two or three years ago, I noticed that he was, like, just didn't want to do anything for himself. Mm -hmm. Feeding, making himself food, just like mowing the lawn, taking out the garbage. And then we get to a point where I don't want to have sex with somebody who I feel like I'm taking care of like a child. 
So why have you stayed in the relationship for so long? I, I love him, I do. And I know that when we first got together, everything was amazing. Like we vibed, you know, we share a birthday in the same week, our sex was great, we were, absolute infatuation love and mm -hmm. it just I feel like we could get there I just don't know how so you think you can get back to being attracted to him again I do if he would make some effort to make me feel like I'm enough for him yeah. uh, he doesn't make me feel like I'm he's attracted to me he doesn't make me feel like um, he wants to please me mm -hmm. I'm in early menopause so I don't have um, you know, a sexual desire. And that's just, unfortunately, that's just something that happens. And it's very hard for him. I don't think he gets it. I think he thinks I'm like making it up that I'm, I'm just not wanting to have sex, but I don't get turned on for somebody that I have to take care of and doesn't want to put forth any effort to take care of me. What do you have to say about that, Mr. Hughes? Your Honor, she's right. At the beginning of the relationship, it was great. But then over time, I heard no and no more often. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I got spiteful towards that. Mm -hmm. Was there a problem with me, I felt? Like maybe I have to hit the gym more? Maybe like there was something I could do. But even when I tr made the effort, there was nothing there. You actually wanted to tell me about a, a couple of instances because I, I, I'm hearing now there's a lack of intimacy yes. in the relationship. And you want to tell me about the reasons why you think that's happening or your experiences with that. Well, I understand she had a hysterectomy and that the lack of drive could be there. All we did was fight about it all of a sudden. All we did was that. Mm -hmm. But why would I want to have sex with you again when the last time that we had sex, it was like you were a bull in a china can I, shop? Can I speak there on that last time we had? First off, the last time we had sex was eight months ago, Your Honor. Eight months. Mm -hmm. And when we did, it started out nice. We had a little bit of a connection. You know, okay, all of a sudden I could tell physically she wasn't into it. Mm -hmm. She looks up at me and says, when's this gonna be over? Ooh. Like, you know what I mean? Who wants to hear that? I just picked up and took myself to the couch. That's where I've been ever since. Did you say that to him? I don't remember saying that to So him. you did. Is there any way to talk without fighting so you can really get to the bottom? Of, of what's happening and come to a compromise? Your Honor, I try to talk to her. It's zero to 60. It's always turned her problems and or our problems towards me. Mm -hmm. It's always my problem. I always have to be the one to fix it. I'm always the one. She said you're a man child. Do you feel like she's parenting you? She tries. And that's why, like, on the payroll thing, you know what I mean? I come home, I work hard. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that she doesn't do anything, but she's home. I'm collecting unemployment. Why would I give 100% of my check pandemic. to you and then have nothing to do, especially when I go out, because it's so difficult to be home? Mm -hmm. He has no respect for me at all. I go and I search for him at a club at 3 o'clock in the morning. He's nowhere to be found. Won't answer his phone. So finally I find him with a girl in the back of the bar. How can you be jealous if you tell me to go and find something else if you're not giving it to me at all? The two of you were having conversations at home. Tell me about that. He has no respect for me at all. He, when he goes out with his friends and then calls me at 3 o'clock in the morning when I have to work at 7 a.m. before when I was working a 12-hour shift drawing people's blood in a hospital, I go and I search for him at a club at 3 o'clock in the morning. He's nowhere to be found. Won't answer his phone. So finally I find him with a girl in the back of the bar. 
why, why were you picking him up from the club? Because he called me asking for a ride. Hmm. Your Honor, we fought that night when we, I went out. She told me, go find something that makes you satisfied if I'm not doing it. Hmm. And I say to myself, wow, that's very hurtful. If she's gonna say that to me, the relationship's probably over. Hmm. So I go to the club, I drink a little bit, yes, and I made the call to her, but you know what? I was talking to a girl, we were vibing. Why do you vibe with her, not with me? Like, I just don't. Because I wasn't home because you wanna yell at me all the time. But on that sense, like I said, I did. I went out there, I was spiteful, and that was the reason why. Something more happened later on. Tell me about that. Yes, well, we fought many times after that, and she kept telling me, go find what you need, go find what you need, go find what you need. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm sick of that abuse. I will go find what I need. Mm. I did. I went and found what I needed. I was out there, came home. I told her about it immediately. She kept telling you, you're talking about sex. Yes. And she was telling you to, to go, go get elsewhere. Satisfied if, if she wasn't doing it. And it happened multiple times, maybe six or seven fights. So at the end of it, I said, you know what? I will. But I was honest about it when I came home. And she went into a, a frenzy. How can, you be, how can you be jealous if you tell me to go and find something else if you're not giving it to me at all? Your Honor, I said it out of anger. I honestly didn't think that he would really do it. Mm. Uh, I thought that maybe he would put forth an effort to make our relationship, our sex life better. So you told him six or seven times to go out and find what he needed to yes, go elsewhere. Your Honor. So this was your hall pass. Right. You gave him a coupon and you're mad that he cashed it in. I was very mad, exactly. and I, but I didn't flip the script on him. I under oh, you flipped the script. I under you can't be mad when you tell him because this is what we're talking about when we talk about the communication. Don't weaponize your words like that. If you really don't mean it, don't say it. I just never thought that he would actually do that. Well, because you, it's, it's almost like you're setting yourself up to be a victim. You can't, you, can't, you, you can't set yourself up to be a victim and then cry and be upset when you have pushed him to go out and do this and then your feelings are hurt when it happens. I always tell people, when people talk, you listen. So he listened to you. He did. This is not on him. It's the only thing you listened to. This is on you. I, do, I just don't understand if... But he's so jealous about what I'm doing, but yet he's the one out having sex with other people, when he wants to tell me that I'm cheating on him when I have my phone in my hand. You all have a lot of underlying issues that were kind of just swept over under the rug in the beginning of the relationship when you first moved in together that you did not address. I want it to work and I just feel like we're here arguing and... No, we're here finally communicating, I think. Mm -hmm. If you'd like your case to be heard on Divorce Court, call us toll-free, 1-877-311-2222, or log on to our website at divorcecourt.com. Miss the show? Watch full episodes on our streaming platforms and follow us on social media for exclusive content. Ms. Gaston and Mr. Hughes, I've heard a lot from the two of you today, and when I read your case, I had some real concerns because I think you become two ships passing in the night at this point in your lives. And the big issue with the two of you about your communication and intimacy, I thought it was best to bring someone who specializes in this into court. I have Ecclesia Savage with me here today. She's a licensed professional sex therapist. 
who specializes in couples therapy. Ms. Savage, would you please enter the courtroom? Thank you. Thank you, Judge. Thank you for being here with us, Ms. Savage. Have you had the opportunity to hear from Ms. Gaston and Mr. Hughes today? Yes. Can you share with this couple today what, what you've observed just based on what you've heard today? So, so far, what I have observed is sex is just the symptom. You all have a lot of underlying issues that were kind of just swept over under the rug in the beginning of the relationship when you first moved in together that you did not address. Communication is the key. You all have to do a better job of communicating. In addition to that, with going through early menopause, you know, there are some things that you need to do or that you can do to help your hormones and help your levels and things like that because you are going through an emotional time. That's super hard. So some recommendations that I have for you all is to one, get individual therapy as well as couples therapy. Two, you gotta take your vitamins. Take your vitamins, do exercise, both of you. It helps increase your libido. Um, and in addition to that, it might be time to keep it fresh and do something new. It's okay. It's normal for you all to not have matching sex drives, okay? I love him a lot and I don't, I want it to work and I just feel like we're here arguing and it's... No, we're here finally communicating, I think. Mm -hmm. And we're being heard and, and you have a professional here. And I really appreciate that. That sharing some things that the two of you need to hear. But I want to ask you this, because she said earlier in the case, Ms. Gaston said she's not attracted to him mm -hmm. because she feels he's a man-child mm -hmm. and she's taking care of him. What do you do when you've lost attraction for someone that you're in a relationship with? How do they work to get that back? So, first of all, I think that because of the circumstances that you all are in, there was probably a lot of emasculating as well as, you know, you not stepping up, you know, to do certain things. And so with that, both of you all have to put forth effort, you know, in order to make this thing work. It is important to watch your words. Men don't show it, but they do feel it. You want to definitely encourage him. You want to give him support. You want to tell him positive things, you know, on a daily basis. And the same for you. You definitely want to communicate to her and you want to show her the extra effort, you know, by doing things around the house and making sure the house is taken care of and things like that. It's a great point that a lot of times men will feel it and they don't say it or because they're it. taught to be tough. Or show it. Or show it, mm -hmm. but it hurts mm -hmm. just as much as it would hurt you. Mm -hmm. So these are all things that you have to keep in mind. And I will tell you, nothing kills romance more than arguing and fighting, nothing. You're never gonna get that romance back until the two of you learn how to communicate without arguing and fighting with each other. And like she said the, the, about emasculating, the comment that you make during sex because things aren't going well for you, that comment, can you speak, how do you recover from some, being told I was, something I was like angry that? and hurt, it was unbelievable. Yeah, recovery is possible um, when things like that happen. You just have to take it one step at a time. It's important not to confuse sex with intimacy. Mm -hmm. You can have intimacy and not have sex. And it sounds like that night you all had a really great time, you were watching TV, you know, kind of getting the connection back. And it sounds like it should have just kind of stayed there. Mm -hmm. It should have stayed with just spending that quality time with each other, getting the connection back, having conversation. Um, with things like that, 
honestly, all you can do is sincerely apologize and again, just affirm him as a man. Mm -hmm. How often do couples, I mean, they've been together six years, how often do couples struggle with issues of intimacy that you've seen in your practice and work to, to build from it and recover from it? All at the this time. point in their relationship? All the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. It's fresh, it's new, it's hot in the beginning. <laughs> um, and then some years pass and we have responsibilities. We have, you know, jobs, we have finances, we have a whole pandemic. People have intimacy issues all the time. Every relationship is going to have its issues, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to sex. It's important to remember, sex is the symptom. Mm -hmm. Very good advice. Thank you, Miss Savage. Thank you, again. Thank you. <laughs> right, thank you. What she said about working together as a, as a team, I love that because I tell people all the time, when you are a team, you're going to make decisions that are best for the team. You're going to stop just making decisions based on... Because we're all selfish in our own ways. But you're going to stop making decisions based, just based on your selfish needs and you're going to start thinking about how does this help the team? The other thing is, as you grow and evolve in relationships and you spend more time together, the way you want to be loved may change over time. So it's up to you to find out how does your partner want to be loved. Our mistake is we love people the way we think we want to be loved instead of figuring out how they want love. So that's the way you do it. Figure out what your partner's love language is, how it's changed over time, and then you approach them in that language, in love. So when you can stop looking at yourself so much and start looking at the other person and think, these are all the, the good reasons why I love her, why I love him, and I want to be in this relationship, and you build from there. It's so easy to dwell on the negative. But when you start looking again at, at those things that are positive, what you like about the other person, and focusing on that, you're going to see more of that in the relationship. It may benefit the two of you to continue to talk to a professional because you haven't, the, the breach in communication has lasted for so long. But you know, learn to be friends again. Do the things that you like to do together. What are the things you have in common? Not every conversation has to be about this. And I tell we've been in the middle of a pandemic. Everybody wants to try to fix all their relationship problems in the middle of a pandemic when you're stuck at home together. Now is not the time. It's a bad time. And communicate better. Good luck to both of you. Thank you. When it comes to Judge Faith's advice, the best thing I'm going to take is just to try and not uh, use my words as weapons and um, just um, I'm going to make sure that I try to love him the way that he tells me he needs to be loved and not the way that I think that I want, I am supposed to love him. Well, as far as the advice that Judge Faith gave on that, I learned that I do need to be more communicative to her and also more respectful, uh, help around the house, uh, do more to make her feel as if I'm part of this relationship rather than a problem. Mm -hmm.